okay series oh my god i'm this is weird. This is weird. I'm, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm actually kind of nervous. But hey, uh, welcome to Series 6. For those of you who still listed, I'm Kyle. Well, that, well, welcome to One Where. And on the buttons today, we've got Brian. Hey, Brian, you all right? Hey, Kyle. Ah, how you doing, man? It's been a little while. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm going good. Oh, wicked. All right. So we'll, we'll chat a little bit more later. But on the in the hot seat today, we have a friend of mine. And you probably, you may or may not have heard him a few years ago, a few years ago <laughs> during the COVID years, when we spoke about a film, which I think we're going to talk about maybe later on. But Oliver Little is back. Hey, Ollie. So first of all, right, let me let me ask you, let me, let me fucking say something, right? So I'd know the show. The show, you go, oh, yeah, and you can pick and you can say which is good and which is bad. Am I getting getting punished for no longer doing stand-up so I don't get to pick the show and it's <laughs> fucking terrible. Um, also, hello. Yes. Uh, uh, no. It's just, do you know what? I'll tell you why I now kind of pick the shows for a lot of people. Yeah. It's because I know... You may know this, but I know a lot more sitcoms than the average person. Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. Um, and whenever I ask people to say, oh, what sitcoms do you like and what sitcoms do you not like? Yeah. The answer is Friends. Scrubs, occasionally Win and Grace, only Fools and Horses, on rotation. Yeah. So uh, after a while, I thought, do you know, oh, 40 Towers kind of got a few. And, yeah. I, and I thought to myself, do you know what? I know more than these. I know more <laughs> than these people. I am above you. I am way I, above you. I am yes. above you, and you will watch shit shows. Uh, well, let's, well, wait a second. You may, I'm like, you may, let's not get ahead of okay, it. Let's okay, not get ahead okay, of okay, it. okay, okay. Because who knows? You, you might have enjoyed I am, it. I was yet undecided. Yes, there you go. I'm impartial. <laughs> um, but yeah, I decided that, do you know what? I want to introduce people to shows, whether they like them or whether they don't like them. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I thought that would make, because I think that would make a lot more of an interesting an interesting conversation an interesting conversation yeah, and me yeah. saying oh what was it wasn't friends like not as diverse as they thought as it probably should be in 2023 yeah well i mean there are other things to say but we're, we're not we're not we're not doing that show today no we're not doing that show. no we're not so um let's get to know you a little bit Oliver hello little. mate how you doing i'm all right so um <laughs> We met each other on the comedy circuit. We did. Yeah. That's a thing that happened. It was a thing that happened. Yeah. Why did it stop happening for you? I'll, t I'll tell you for why, right? There's a couple, there's a couple things. And you're not a Gavin and Stacey. Really, it, it, it's, it's really weird that you say that, but you're not a Gavin and Stacey fan. Oh, fucking hate that show. There's a couple of reasons, right? Number one, pandemic in it, right? Yeah. And I got out of practice. Number two, I have a radio show. Yeah, you right? do. And you might think, oh, you have a radio show once a week. On Flex FM 101.4, Saturdays, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. I'm gonna do 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Yeah, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. That is a long shift. Listen, man, I put a, a graft in it. Mm. So I have a show, right? And I'll be working you for free. Yeah, brother, like whip me like a government <laughs> mule. I'll tell you something. Uh, I There's two reasons, right? I've, I've, I found out, I think the show that I do, and it used mm -hmm. to be on a different time slot, it doesn't matter. The show that I do, I think, suits my style of comedy better. I, I get to sort of, Having somebody with me, yeah, I think unlocks things. You can have like a dynamic, and I think work, I work better in a double act, and that doesn't really play so much on stage anymore. It's not the fucking music hall era. Mm. Uh, the other thing is, genuinely, I'm not. I wasn't that good, right? I was okay. I had I had a few maybe like 15 minutes of material. Yeah, One, it was okay, right? Like you go there and you see people that are way better than you, and I go, oh, mate. So I can try and compete with these people who have a fucking natural talent to be on their own and go and say and do these things or and struggle and be shit right like yeah. shit here 
or I can go and do a radio show where I can make people laugh and I have somebody there with me and I can pursue comedy in a way that, like, it was always a passion of mine. I had a podcast before the big boom. I remember. And, and again, uh, just to kind of brag a little bit. Dude, brag away. Because I've heard, I've heard this story and I think a lot of people, when you say it, a lot of people are going to be very shocked. Yeah, they're going to think it's bullshit, but it's not. It was like 2000. You, you're very excited to say this about Ofcom coming out, aren't you? Yeah, man, I can say, let me tell you, I, I can't, I, I'm a swearer, I think, and I, I, have, a, I have a real issue with, uh, you know, people that are like, well, don't swear, and if you swear, it shows a, a lack of, uh, uh, I don't know, like your vocabulary. A shit. lack of vocabulary. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, no, I can say all kinds of fucking words, right? I'm really good at it. You can't deny that certain words are used to amplify certain things. If I yeah. called you an idiot, right, yeah. does that have the same impact to me going, you fucking idiot? No, it definitely doesn't have the same impact. People, people are fucking stupid. So. You know what's interesting? Like people say that it's a lack of, that it doesn't have a it doesn't have a lack of it doesn't mean you have a lack of vocabulary if you swear. Yeah. But then they meet me and then they realise it probably does. No. <laughs> also, also. Uh, to the same people, the word, can we use all the swear words here? We can use all the swear words. Cunt. I want to talk about the word cunt. It's the most impactful swear word you can possibly use, and I'll tell you why from like a phonetics point of view. There is no like character, no sound you can hit harder than a hard K. And I know cunt starts with a C, but it's a hard K sound. Yeah. You can hit that with so much fucking venom. There's not a... Call someone a motherfucker. You're starting off with a... Mm, well, you handsome fucking mbop. No. <laughs> if you start with that... And you can... You know, like when you sit, call someone a pussy hole and you preload that P. Pussy hole. Like that, right? <laughs> you do that with cunt. You can really load that front and you go, you fucking cunt. Have it come from, like, back of your throat. That's yeah. It. Anyway, back to your podcast story. Yes. Uh, so I was... When I, when I did it, it was a comedy show um, before the sort of boom. And we were we ended up. I will say uh, I used the rock band microphone with a sock over it for a pop shield. Oh! And to make it hands free, so I could have a fag, I'd wear a sweatband and I'd dangle the rock band mic so it was like sort of by my face. Um, we were in the iTunes comedy charts in the I think the top twenty, but we were in between. We were better than Terry Wogan, and I think it was just a thing of his radio show. Yeah. <laughs> but the show above us, Joe Rogan. Yeah. On fucking believe, and he gets two hundred million quid. <laughs> I have to go and do Dollars, a radio person. show for free. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a bit. That's it, look, sad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One bald man succeeds and another fucking <laughs> flounders. It's ridiculous. So, why did you choose? So, what made you go to Flex FM? Um, oh, I've got, a whole, I've got a whole fucking promo video that I edited, by the way, for like two, three days that I sent to Flex and they didn't fucking use. And it's on my Instagram. <laughs> it's really good. Um, my, my mate's boyfriend was a DJ there. And I think he said on Instagram or something, he was like, oh, they're looking for new uh, hosts. And I was like, can I can I have one? <laughs> can I have one, please? Yeah. Please. Can I hear that? Uh, and they were like, all right, cool. Send us a demo. Uh, and I just cut up pieces from a podcast. And then they were like, oh, cool. Thank you. Send us a demo on your own. And I was like, really worried. Because I'm not very good on my own, right? Yeah. So I didn't. <laughs> I simply didn't send it. <laughs> And then they were like, we really need the demo. We can't do anything. I was like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll do it. I'm working on it. I, I wasn't. I was You're still working on it, aren't you? Yeah. I was holding the mic <laughs> like a recorder and being like, so what? To that? You're trying to do what a radio host does. And then they were like, do you want to just come in and have like an interview? Hmm. And I did. I, I sat with the boss man for a while. Like two hours. What, two, see money. Hours. Yeah, see money. Big man Carlos. Shout out Carlos, innit? Yeah. Uh, and I had an interview with him for like two, three hours. It was supposed to be an interview. We ended up just talking for two and three hours. That's the best kind of <clears> interview, though, right? Yeah. And he was like, what do you want to play on the show? And bearing in mind, my 
music because Flex isn't my kind of station, music-wise. It's a dance station, right? It's a dance music station, and that's sort of not what's in my genetics, right? It's not in my bones. Mm. Um, but they were like, no, you can sort of play whatever you want, and we'll, we'll label you as an alternative thing. Because it's a community radio station, so they kind of have to serve the community. Um, the community of Morden that doesn't exist. Yeah, you you were planned for early on in the show. I don't know if you know that because I don't know if you are, if I'd asked you yet. My initial plan for that show, while I was still doing stand up, mm -hmm. was every week I'll have a different guest, a different comedian. Ah. Basically, what you do, right? Ah. Uh, however, for the first six shows, they were like, until you know the buttons, because okay, we have a producer, a very lovely man who set everything up, right? Yeah, it's incredibly. I don't shout out Brian. Shout out Brian. I don't have a Brian. He's he's smiling. Oh, he's blushing. Very much. <laughs> I, I I don't have a Brian. You are the Brian. You've seen it. I'm the Brian and the Ollie. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm trying to fucking play with buttons that don't make no sense to me. I have to go underneath the fucking the Clarton thing and plug my fucking <laughs> aux cable in. It's a shambles. Uh, yeah, for six weeks I wasn't allowed guests. And you weren't allowed a guest. I wasn't allowed. So you had to, to so you kind of had to prove yourself as someone who could handle it by yourself. Yeah, yeah. And it ended up being an hour and a half of music and thirty minutes of chat. It ended up just like any other sort of radio show. And then I finally started to get my friends in, and oh boy, like my 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 mom, my best mate is Ahmed Ahmed, Ahmed Pierbox. I'm gonna shout him out by name. He's like a, a director. Isn't he? No, he's, a, he's an actor as well, isn't he? No, no, no. That's Abu. Abu's an actor. Okay. Ahmed, Ahmed's my best friend. I've known him since we were like 11. Uh, and we've always wanted to do comedy stuff together. He got banned from him. and So I didn't take media. He got banned and everyone else in that group got banned from taking media. And they got banned from taking media or photography in sixth form. Because initially they started out with a thing, uh, like a trailer. And then me and Ahmed would be on the phone every night like for hours and we were thinking of sketches and we were like, you're gonna give us a camera and we can hang around up. So we made a bunch of sketches. Uh, the school wasn't a fan of them. Oh, So everyone's okay. parents got brought in to see what we'd recorded. <laughs> Except me, because I wasn't technically in the group. I did get banned from doing media and photography at A-level, but they weren't allowed to submit a video for their final piece. So what was this, what was what was it that got you banned? Uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, it's we made childish and puerile jokes. Okay, we we made the kind of jokes fifteen year olds would make. Like there was nothing actually offensive, but things that that sort of they didn't want a fifteen year old to be doing. It's also a vast deviation from what they were supposed to do. They were going to make a trailer. They had, all had to make a trailer, and it was a satire because kids at our school, certain groups, like we have a heavy uh, large Muslim population where I live. Yeah, and when kids were fasting on Ramadan, there would be other groups of like kids who would check if someone was fasting and if they weren't fasting they'd beat them up right that genuinely what happened at our school wow so Ahmed came up with the idea of the fasting police department <laughs> where it's gonna be like ah. a, yeah like like an American cop thing where it's like are you chewing gum put <laughs> your fucking hands on the car uh and it was a great idea. And then I got involved and I got into his brain and we we would sit on the phone hours every night, stay after school hours every day and film. We filmed two director's commentaries for a film that didn't exist. <laughs> We'd just be hanging out, let a camera roll for an hour and a half and pretend we're watching a film that we directed. Does that exist or does the film exist? Oh, mate, they, they destroyed the tapes. Uh, I reckon somewhere, somewhere in my gaff, I've got a mini DV tape. And I reckon some of that may have been FPD related, but I don't have a mini DV camera. Oh my gosh. That... I've got it somewhere. Ah. Oh. Dude, that that sounds great. Um, that it was it was fantastic. Ah. Well, yeah, yeah. So when I sorry when I got yeah. Ahmed on, and I started to get my my other friends on and stuff. Oh, the show flourished because it's exactly what I wanted. I wanted me and a friend, or me and someone I can develop a partnership with, and you can play straight man, funny man, and like I again, I'm not notorious because no one fucking knows me. I'm a funny man, right? Yeah, I, you're I a funny don't mean guy. That as in like, oh, I'm a really funny guy. I'm not good at playing straight guy. 
No, you're a funny guy. Yeah, I you're think like, I've got like bombast. It's yeah. also the size of me. You have to take in the size of me and stuff as well. And like that's part of the trope and shit like that. Um, so I, I managed to find people like my friends who are great foils and can contribute and stuff. Um, so I ended up, yeah, I ended up doing that and realizing that's kind of where my passion lays. That's what I'm good at, I think. It's kind of like for someone who is the, is the occasional co-host, right? Yeah. It's kind of like what you'd expect from Channel 4 on a Friday night back in the 90s. I love oh. you so much because that's everything I've been, that's in my head specifically what I've been thinking of. It's kind of like a, or a less sexual, no, um, less sexual Howard Stone in the 90s. Yeah, it's, it, the idea is to be anarchic. Yeah. To be like, you have no idea what happens next. We do a thing, uh, I don't, I, it's very hard to do. So Love Island. Yeah, Love Island is Love Island's a thing. It started off where uh, I wanted to do a piece because I've never watched Love Island, and but it's huge. So I wanted to do a piece. Where it's like, what if I reviewed Love Island without watching it? Mm. I just made up what happened because I don't know what happens on the fucking show. And then in the first series, I was like, my mate Ahmed had gone away to America to film a documentary, and I was like, okay, well, it started off as that, and then Ahmed, it turned out that the. There was, a, there was a mermaid ethno state underwater that Hamid was <laughs> investigating. And then each episode from there was, um, I rewrote a version of Aesop's fables. Yeah. Every, every one was one of his fables where Ahmed had to learn a lesson. And there was a shark that was guiding him that happened to have missing teeth. Uh, you know what? It was me. Yeah. I, I'm the shark. I'm the cool guy. I saved Ahmed. And we did a second series where uh, my mate Jason, and then we just did the seven labors of Hercules. You were there. You were Jason. I'm, I've, been, I've been Jason. I am. I, I think I'm one of the longest serving Jasons. Yeah, I don't, I don't, and I don't know how to, so you got it when we were playing the theme to uh, The Lighthouse. Yes. It used to be, and I think for the last one I did, it was Schindler's List, the Schindler's List theme on, on loop. Mm. And I sort of affect a voice that's, uh, I'm trying to get to Richard Burton, I don't think I'm gonna get there, but he talks like this, and everything is very serious. Mm. Uh, and we did like a guy at the start, who's meant to be like friendly northern presenter man on a TV show, Yeah, uh, but we make him, like so evil. you mean yeah he he's ba cult, basically you know? the Ian Ster the Ian Sterling kind of yeah and I didn't know it was Ian Sterling so I was just trying to do the fucking dude from Gogglebox because <laughs> I was like you friendly northern narrator guy they do that all the time I can't do a good Scottish accent mm. so I I do him but then he he sometimes turns into like a cult leader do you know what I mean it starts off like oh good afternoon love bugs and then it turns into this dude it works though. I think so. It's it's genuinely the thing I'm most proud of on the show. And also your audience kind of, and you've cultivated an audience, which, yeah. is, which is kind of cool. I didn't, I used to, I used to have a different audience. I, I had a show on Monday at a different time. And mm. unfortunately, when I got moved to Saturdays, I didn't get to have a last show to tell them where I'm at. So I don't know if they even fucking know where I am. Mm. Well, <sighs> I got a new crowd, new crowd. We love it. And also, obviously you can check, they can check it out. I'm going to do a promo for you. They can check it out on the podcast at flex, at flexfm.com, at flexfm.com. Flexfm.co.uk forward slash podcast forward slash Ollie. There we go. Right. So, um, as per the, the show dictates, we yeah. must talk about the, we must talk about a sitcom. And yeah, we must. The show that I gave to you yep. was, well, is called The Upshaws. And mm -hmm. it stars Mike Epps, um, uh, Kim Fields, and Wanda Sykes, who also co created also co created the show. And they're a fat and they're a family, and he owns and he owns a car, car dealership, and he's an ex. No, it's a, it's a mechanic. Mechanic. He's a car. Yep. Yeah, he's a car. He's a car mechanic, and he's an ex. He's an ex convict. He's trying to get his life. Trying to get his life together. Mm -hmm. He's got a. He's got a son with another. With another. With another woman as well. Yeah. And it's 
a fat it is kind of a traditionalist family comedy in like the vein of I don't know Martin the Steve Har- the Steve Harvey show uh, the Jamie Fo- the Jamie Fox well I don't know eh, no it's no, no no it's more like um, more in the vein of like my wife and kids kind of, more in the vein of like can, my I, wife can and I give kids. you because I wrote notes can I give you the exact note that I wrote about the statement you're saying yes is that is that allowed you may, yeah you may please right so what I, what I've said here is that this show is the first show that's ever been written by AI. And what they did <laughs> is they made they made the robot, whoever the robot is, watch 100 hours of Trouble. Remember the TV <laughs> channel Trouble? Yes. They, they made it do 100, like 100 hours of Trouble. Or, UP, or UPN, because that's where all those sitcoms came from. Listen, in, in America, that's where all those sitcoms came from. Slash the, the w- shout, shout out to Kyle for knowing exactly where it comes. Yeah. I only know Trouble. <laughs> they watched all of that, right? And then they were like, right, write a sitcom, but also on a little dial for swear words. They were like, mm, 12A. We're going to stick it to, tw- or, or like maybe in between 12A and 15. Mm. And then this is the show that came out. Also, another thing, and it's going to sound, I will be referring to Mike Epps as Sinbad because... He looks a little bit like Sinbad. Oh, he also no. looks a little bit like Sh- no, 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 brother. No, no, check no, on Twitter. No. There is one other person that has tweeted this. One other, the same one, yeah, exactly. One other person. Have you seen Sinbad recently, though? I last time I saw him was in Sunny. Was in Sunny. Nah, he's he looks very different now. Bless it, God. I mean, um, he he was really he was unwell quite he is quite unwell was quite he? recently. Yeah, so you know prayers to him and that. But still Sinbad. Mike Epps is no, Sinbad. No, he's not. No, first, brother. First, Listeners. first of all, first of all, Mike Epps is a lot skinnier than Sinbad is. It doesn't matter if he's skinnier. It does matter. Like, what do you mean? Does, they don't look the same. The brother, they, it's it's the goatee. I'm telling you, it's mm, it's the goatee. I don't, brother, I don't see it. I don't see. I'm Someone pitch, else said they were the same. Person. I'm, pitch, I'm picturing him in Jingle All the Way and First Kid, and it's not the same. He could absolutely do the same role. I mean, they probably could do the same role, but they're not the same. They don't look alike at all. You're part of the conspiracy, mate. I am. Yeah. You're part of the conspiracy. Yeah. They're all after us. I'm, they're all I'm, trying to fucking. Tell I'm the us. one who. I'm the one who hid that um, genie movie that um that he was definitely in. Yeah. Oh, the fucking Mandela effect as well. Yeah. That's I've, the one. I've now started calling it the Nelson Mandela effect, right? Yeah. And the idea is that Nelson Mandela wasn't real. It's all a conspiracy. Nelson Mandela never existed. You so, just think he did. So, um, what did you think of the show? Be honest. I thought I thought it was dreadful. Okay, I really thought it was, it was no good. Why? Okay, this, uh, this is this is interesting to me because I I kind of went into it knowing that you would feel this way about it yeah. because you're you don't necessarily like mainstream mainstream comedy. So one of the things that I wrote, I, I, I did a whole session, and I, you know what, I watched them twice to make sure. I, and even, it was a fucking subject. Good for you, man. That. Good on you. It was dreadful. I watched the first three episodes twice. It goes for a massively broad appeal. Yeah. The problem is, in my life, and I, I think I know a relatively large amount of people. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking know anyone who would find that funny and watch that. I don't know anyone that would watch that and find it funny. And I get the idea. So it's a joke-heavy show. Like yeah. A, and it does that. I get that there's a ratio. The Simpsons use that a lot. There's a ratio of time to punchline mm. that you should hit in a sitcom, right? Yeah. The problem is that those punchlines should probably be the end of an actual joke. It's, and, and, <laughs> no, it's true. The jokes aren't funny, and there, there's like canned laughter all the time. And there it's has actually, to be. It's actually studio. It's actually studio audience. There's bullshit, is it? Because those no one's laughing at that. There are things that are genuinely not funny. Like okay. The, the stepmom, not the stepmom, you know the baby mom. Yeah. She's a piece of shit as yeah. a character. She's, she's a dreadful person, right? They And it's, it's an annoying thing. They laughed at her because she was like, oh, I need to go home and make dinner. And it's like, oh, well, I need to go home and cook these fish fingers or fish sticks or whatever. And I got to laugh. The fire, what the fuck is that <laughs> funny for? <laughs> <laughs> He's eating a fish finger sandwich. Okay. They, 
Do you not with me on this? <laughs> no. Am um, I on an island of my own? <laughs> I think you are, man. Uh, you, you said you don't. You said you hadn't met you. You wouldn't. You never met anyone who'd find this funny. You have met someone who found this. Let me ask funny. you another thing, right? How how are you written like a '90s family TV show, and then you, it's like they've got an obsession with the word shit. They're like, shit is the word we're allowed to use. And we're going to keep it feeling like a family sitcom. Mm. But occasionally we're going to sprinkle in the word shit and the word I can't say. Weird. It's, well, it's weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that word does come up a little bit. Yeah. yeah but it's, 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 it's weird. What, another one, and I initially thought before I realized that she was the co-creator, I was like, Wanda, Wanda Sykes is, is above this. She, she isn't. She invented the fucking show. The best part of that show is when she is isolated with another character. Yeah. Because she shines. She's fantastic. Sinbad's pretty good. Mike. <laughs> Sinbad's pretty good. <laughs> the two kids, the two girl kids, neither of the cunts can act. I, I don't mean to be mean to them. But yeah, I mean, the, young, the younger one. Like, I mean, I'm not going to be, I don't want to be mean, but yeah, some work, it, it, you, it's a child actor. That's what, that's what you look like. Macaulay you know? Culkin was good. Um, yeah, Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin, right? I yeah. mean, he played a particular type for a number of years and he was the precocious child in those films for yeah. a number of years and he was good in that in that in that domain yeah i wouldn't necessarily say that back in the day that macaulay culkin was a great actor macaulay culkin was phenomenal in the roles he played nick cage plays the same character every film the same type of thing doesn't mean he's not phenomenal at it macaulay culkin was at, at his you name me another child actor do uh, macaulay culkin's job as well as he did Okay, another child actor that can do it as well as he as well as he did. I think Jacob Tremblay, pretty good. Who that? He's the kid, <laughs> the kid from Room. Oh yeah, he he was real good. He's good, and he was also and he was also in Good Boys. But he's like, he's a Hollywood Donny. Yeah, so was Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, uh, I think. Um, oh, sorry, I forgot. I got confused with the sequence. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, another child, another child actor who could do it. Um, I think Bobby J. Bobby, Bobby J. Thompson. If he was given, if he was given more. Man, you're like an encyclopedia. Who's that, Donny? <laughs> he was in um, uh, Role Models. He was a swearing black kid in Role Models. He was. He okay. He was fantastic. He's funny. Um, another one who could possibly who could have possibly done it. Um, Eric. Um, oh, not Eric. Not. Eric Lloyd, possibly, because he was in the he was in the Santa Claus, but he played a precocious kid in that. Um, Why yeah. can't they cast any of them as as the as the small child? Because they're like they're like in their forties now, dude. <laughs> but they got they got Netflix money, right? Yeah. yeah. So why can't you hire an actor that can act? I mean, who knows? Who knows how Hollywood those kinds of but things? But thing, right? the things we those are the things we got. If, if these are things to like critique, the kid actors can't fucking act, so stop giving them lines, mm -hmm. right? The jokes are every 30 seconds, and most of them are not funny. You create one vibe with the, the style of the show, which, by the way, seems to be written as though it is from the 90s and with attitudes from the 90s. Second episode, whether it's like the transactional nature of sex. Mm -hmm. That's kind of fucking stupid. It's written about this idea that, like, um, Wanda Sykes is like, first of all, clean up. Uh, plays off the stereotype that, like, men are dumb and dirty. And it's like, aren't we, aren't we done with that? Aren't we done with, like, 90s bullshit stereotypes? Dude. Nope, and I'm loving it. It's it's really, fun. yeah, really. You want your head checked, mate? <laughs> I've do. got I've got a bunch of notes for every episode. You Go want for to it, do that? please. Bring it I'm on. I'm gonna tell you my general notes first. Don't like the theme song or the interstitial songs. Okay, I like the theme song. Theme I think it's good. a bad version of the song, the oh, real song. Oh, the real song. Okay, six year old can't act. I mean, as we said, I'd agree with you on that one. The older sister can't act either. I think she's better. I think for a child, she's actually quite good. Uh, for a modern, for a modern day non Macaulay Culkin, blah blah blah, child actor, she's actually not bad. I'm gonna compare her to, and you're gonna know her name, the girl from Fresh Prince, um, Tatiana Ali. Yeah, 
you, so you have to look at something and say a standard, right? I mean, it's like you look at a footballer. But if you, I mean, if you, I think she's as good as Tatiana Ali was in the first couple of seasons. <laughs> in the first couple of seasons, there was a little bit of ropiness there. As someone who's watched enough Fresh Prince and likes the show, there was a little bit of ropiness there. But she grew into the character. Uh, I've got uh, it's it's your man from the other thing. I think I was referring to Mike Epps, Sinbad, Shaggy. Yeah. Uh, all caps. Oh shit, Wanda Sykes. <laughs> she's fantastic I'll watch her uh, and then I've got weird that they're swearing kinda because of the family vibe I mean I don't think it's weird though because I'm thinking about how things have been, things can be at my like family get together my family get togethers and stuff to me absolutely I know but I like the fact that they swear that they swear and I like the fact that they're kind of I know they're not real people mm. but they're trying to they're making an attempt to emulate what a real family would look what a real family would do but but if if you do that, then you have to have it in the correct kind of tone. I think tonally that show reads like a family sitcom, and to put that in there is odd. It's like have you ever watched Cabin in the Woods? Yeah, of course I have. I think it's a dreadful film because I think there is a way to have a tonal shift with cor- uh, uh, comedy and horror. If you watch um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, yep, seen that too. That's phenomenal. Love a bit of Alan Tudyk. Yes. Yeah. So putting the two together, you can't just put them together. There is a way in which you have to blend it. There is a way. I'm sure there's a formula that could exist where you can do a family sitcom that has swearing. Mm-hmm. It fucking ain't this. But the thing is, what do you call, but what do you call a family sitcom though? A family sitcom isn't necessarily something you can sit down and watch with your family. Oh, that's what I'm referring to. I'm I, referring to it comes out pre-Watershed. You see, I'm not thinking. I whenever someone because I've listened to sitcom geeks, right, yeah. and this has been explained to me quite a lot because mm-hmm. I've been trying to write my own stuff as well. Yeah, a family sitcom isn't necessarily like a film a sitcom that a show that you sit down and watch with your family have to sit down and watch with your family for your watershed mm. a family sitcom is where it centers on a family where it centers on a family mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to or it could be just a group of people who are like a family like for example even though friends isn't a family is even though friends is it's a 12 and slash 15 it focuses on a group of people who are basically like a family because they're in each other's lives for as, they're in each other's lives as much yeah so that's how I can. That's how I kind of view it, and I get it. But can you can you see what I mean in terms of shows that go on before the watershed? There, yeah. there is a vibe. There is. There is a vibe that is. This is what we've created. It's light. It's friendly. It's bubbly. We don't swear, right? Mm. It's a vibe that's existed since I don't know the fifties, whatever. You're now swearing in that vibe, and I'm sure there's a way to blend it. I'm sure there is. There's a way to blend it that isn't clunky as fuck. Mm. I don't think they've found it. It's getting renewed though. Have not. How is that getting? <laughs> no, How is that getting reviewed and atypical? Reviewed, well, renewed, and atypical has been cancelled. Uh well, atypical. Well, atypical didn't get cancelled. It got. It actually came to its. It actually came to its natural end. Oh, no, no, surely not. Really? I heard it was cancelled. I heard Netflix said no more shows. I heard that it was only going to go up to series four. I'll have to. I'll have to double check. You. Plus you. The, you know and more. Plus, and plus, the guy is like. Well, Kill Gilchrist, Gilchrist is like thirty-two now, so it's only like a certain amount. Who's of time. that? He's the autistic. He's the oh, autist- he's the main character. Main character, yeah. I've also, and you can check here. And Michael Rapp- Michael is great in that, isn't he? It's phenomenal. Yeah, you can check. I genuinely wrote this. I wrote mid, and and so it's okay. So it's I lied though because that was when in my first watch. That was the first episode, and I watched more, and I went, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I've got the laughter. This is surely... bringing me so much pleasure. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, my can suffering. The laughter is surely canned. There is no free range organic laughter here. But here's the thing about the how 
have you been to a live taping of those kind of shows? Uh, no. Okay, I have. I've been to. I went to go watch a show called Kate and Koji, and what they do yep. is they'll the the audience laughter will be will be real for like the first couple will be the first takes or first couple of takes of a scene. But then what they'll do is obviously because they've got to do with five six takes, yeah. the laughter will obviously peter out. What they'll do is they'll take the laughter from the first two the first two takes, and then they'll blend it into that. They'll blend it into that into the best scene. So, I I would like to do tests and examinations on the people that go to the filming of this then. Okay, because it's not funny. But the thing is, it's L in L A. From what I from listening to like podcasts with Miss Pat. Who does who has her own show on BET, which is kind of in a similar vein, yeah. but is a lot more a lot raunchier than this. Yeah. And the only reason I didn't pick that is because I've talked about that one quite recently. Yeah. Um what she said was she went to a taping in LA. She went to a tape a sick of taping taping in LA to yeah. see what it would be like when they do her show. Um and she said that in LA, because she tapes her show in Atlanta she tapes her show in Atlanta. Yeah. In LA, they get a lot of paid actors to well not paid actors they get unpaid unworking unpaid actors to come in and they get them to come in and do a job and laugh on command even though exactly shit's not yeah funny yeah so some of those people will be paid at will be like will be unpaid actors i guarantee you everyone that's in that audience is i don't I, know man brother, I don't know. There, there are jokes that are i mean, simply... I, I mean let, let, if we get a chance let's go and do like a sample a sample of the audience that does this uh, mate, I would like to, and I, I want. I want to do serious testing. I want rigorous testing. I want raw shark tests. <laughs> I, I want to know what's going on in their lives. I want to fix them. Mm. I want to fix. I want to make them good. Okay. How do you? How do you? I can ask you because. Come on, yeah. Also, what about that show is funny when they make an obvious statement, right? That you could have connected yourself. You're a comedian. Yeah. What about that is funny when you absolutely see everything? Like, I'm not saying I laugh at every every joke or every or everything that comes out or every everything that comes on yeah. screen. However, I'm saying that enough of it works for me, and I like I like enough. I like the actors. Well, I love Kim Fields from you know like Living Single and The Facts of Life, and I, and I love Mike Epps and I love Wanda Sykes, and I think that they have a really good dynamic together, and I think that that can boost the media a script, which some which on the face of it can be quite mediocre. Yeah. So I'll give you that. I, and again, I, I won't insult any of the actors. I think they all do a great job. Yeah. I genuinely think they're a great job. I think they are working. They are trying to turn chicken shit into chicken salad. Yeah. Because that script is dreadful. I don't know who wrote it. Do you know who wrote it? Um, well, obviously, Wanda Sykes had, Wanda had, Wanda had a hand in it. Um, mm. I'm not really too sure about who the, who the writers are. Because I I understand the idea of the, there being uh, I, I'm going to state for the record right just just to that's the first time I've actually admit I think on the show this is a fa- I think this is the first time I've actually admitted I ha- I don't know who the writers are on the show this you is know what? That's absolutely fine look let me tell you I'm going to put my cards on the table my favorite sitcom except The Simpsons which I think is in a tier of its own. of course it is like as we've said a bad episode of The Simpsons is, is still is still better than most things on TV yeah uh, my my favorite sitcom aside from that is Always Sunny in Philadelphia yeah. The idea, what I think, and this is why I find fucking the optional so weird. So I understand when you write a family sitcom, and I don't mean it in the terms that you do, where it's based around a family. In in terms of it's a family sitcom and it gives off that vibe. You are forced sometimes to make jokes that you have to because of the constraints you have based on the language that you can use and the themes you can talk about. Mm. They very clearly don't because they can use the words that they use, right? So my, my why are they still writing the kind of jokes that are? are forced essentially to be written by the constraints you have when those constraints don't exist. I think part of it feels constrained. It fi- it feels like 
Do you know what I mean? It, it, yeah. it feels like you are still... Why are you fucking writing a show that feels like it's coming out at 7 o'clock in the evening, but you can say shit and the the other word I can't say? I've, well, I... What well, I think from speak from like listen to comedians talk about why they do multi-camera audience sitcoms. Yeah, it's because it's a bit like do, it's a bit like doing a play. Yeah. So and those kind of things have to be written in a have to be written in a certain way. But because there's a live audience there and they get to play off the live audience, they enjoy that more than a single camera sitcom. Yeah. I mean, there are obviously ones which there are obviously ones which are better than others, and I think there are probably episodes of this which are probably better than are better than others. Yeah. But I think that's the main reason why it is like it is. You know, look, look at look at shows. A lot of shows now that get acclaim, like genuine acclaim. Yeah, The Office is one of them. No audience needed. Sunny, one of them. No, no audience needed. Uh, the League, no audience needed. There is a way in which we can do things now that works. Yeah, because because the the camera technology and, and such has, has moved on at such a pace. You don't. You ever watch Red Dwarf? I, yeah, you've seen all sitcoms, right? Yeah, I've seen Red Dwarf. Do you not think Red Dwarf gets better when they drop the laugh track? Um, I don't. I mean, I'll have to re. It's been a while since I watched it, yeah. so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give a definitive answer on any. On well, that's absolutely fine. So when they drop the laugh track, it feels like Steve. Or Mar- they got rid of the studio audience. Do you mean? Well, so I don't know if it was a studio audience yeah. or a laugh track, right? Uh, but either way, there was no because you can have a studio audience there and just not record their laughter, right? <laughs> big. So <laughs> you could just do it as a play, and they don't even need to be on the fucking show. Yeah. Um. When you drop the laugh, Steve Martin in his book, Steve Martin's like a hero of mine. Steve yeah. Martin in his book wrote his theory on jokes, which was, um, don't. it's almost like don't give them a punchline. So a joke is a buildup of tension. When you give someone the punchline, it, it is the signal for mm. them to release their tension. If you keep going and going and going and going mm. and don't give them that signal, you will get organic laughter from when they get to the point where they can't, they like can't a pressurized tank yeah. and it explodes. Once you drop a laugh, a laugh track is a signal. Mm. All it is on the show is a signal that that's a joke, and you should find that funny. You see, for me, I I know that I know the laugh track's there, yeah. But or the, or the studio audience is there, but I don't necessarily laugh every time they laugh. I'm waiting for the. I'm looking at how the actor um, yeah. sells the line. If they sell the line good, and if it's and if it's a decent and if it's a from what I call a decent joke, yeah, then. Then that'll make me laugh. I don't really care if it's a studio audience or not. I mean, I like multi-camera sitcoms, but that's because a lot of the people that I well grew up, well, a lot of shows I grew up watching, yeah. are multi-camera sitcoms. Yeah. So I'm kind of. In do you, that do you not? Do you not think? So some of the things I find interesting is okay. I know that you find it funny. And yeah. That's, and that's and we'll talk. Please, about that. please, please forgive me. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that afterwards. I'll have to call some people. Um, we'll get a thorough review sorted. Oh, don't uh, don't waste your money, dude. There's oh, a, that, brother, God bless the NHS. Yeah, I'm not paying nothing. <laughs> you think you think I got money? I ain't got no money. Um, some of the jokes there, there, there was a certain one. I'll tell you another thing. Just just pissed me off. I thought it was really weird. You know, in the third episode when she tries to get duck ducks in the basement. Yeah, yeah, and she picks up a cast iron skillet. Yeah, the fuck has never been used in its life. <laughs> if you pause it, if you pause it and look at it, you ever use a cast iron skillet? You cast iron guy? Nope. Cast like, the shit was never used. That was pretty. That hasn't even been seasoned. I've got one other point exactly like that, by the way. If you'll allow me to make it, I will allow you to make it. Dude, it, go off, man. Go off. In in the episode, where is it? Okay, they make a weed reference for Twenty Just Blaze. Blah blah blah. In the the fucking party episode, right? Mm-hmm. They go into the photo booth when the, the, his fucking baby mother turns up. Yeah. Right? It says four photos in twenty seconds because four twenty. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Blaze. If you'll excuse me. They say four photos in 20 seconds. 
They go into the booth and have an argument. It takes 24 seconds to take three <laughs> photos. Three of them. Lying. Where's the continuity? That's what I want to know. Where's the continuity? Oh, my God. You can't put up that sign. That sign... But the, again, That's true, though. Again, let me get my fucking Stanley Kubrick head on, right? Everything in in the... Let me take... Can I can I just put on my beret for a second? I you use may. I'll use my film degree for just a second. You may. Everything in your mise-en-scene should be there for a fucking reason. So that 420 joke is there for... I love the phrase mise-en-scene. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm used to another one because my brother's a chef, mise-en-place, which is very, it's just making sure all your shit's ready. Yeah. Um, so everything there should should be there for a reason. If the 420 thing is there to make a weird 420 just blah, 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 mm. joke, right? That's cool. Keep up with it then. Because it, it feels, and again, maybe it, to you it doesn't matter, uh, it feels lazy. Because it's, it's a lazy joke and it works, but then you go to the thing where, and it said four photos and 20, just make it 20 seconds. If you found it funnier, would you have forgiven it? You know what? Honestly, yeah, yeah, I probably would have. See, that's because that's the kind of the current. That's the. Uh, do you listen to Mark Kermode at all? No, no. I find he's a uh, he's got he's a blowhard. I'm a blowhard. I can't listen to other blowhards. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Like he like when something's not interest when something is not interesting him yeah. or if it, something's not if a film's not scaring him or he's not finding it funny, that's when he starts picking apart everything else and he's open. He's quite open about that. And so that's, that's you know what I think that's that's a, that's you know what maybe I'll start listening because I think that's true. I think you can forgive things. There, there are if it's that, doing what you if if it's doing for you. What it's meant to do, what it's meant to do. If it's fulfilling its function, yeah, you can forgive things. You, if you have a tire like a car that works, mm. but the, 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 I don't know, the brakes are shit. You go, oh, the brakes are shit, but it got me from A to B. It's a tire. The car doesn't work. You got to call it a fucking piece of shit. Oh, <laughs> ew, the fucking brakes don't even work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Once it fulfills its purpose, you can forgive it its sins. But for me, because I found it, I find the show funny most of the time. How? I can forget. Because it's funny to me. Okay, no, no. Gen- genuinely, yeah. what are the things that you find funny about the show? Is it just the characters? Because the writing, I really don't think it's very good. Okay. I do like the writing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, But obviously, as I said, the actors slash comedians, sell the, they sell it. I get, I get that. I get that. Because Wanda Sykes is phenomenal in everything. Yeah. The best, and, the best... and Mike Epps, whatever you think of him in the show, he is, he is a seasoned pro. And yes. Kim Fields is sitcom royalty. I've got a, uh, I've got, I've got a couple. Okay, here's the thing. Episode two, right? Yeah, go on. Uh, then. He, because I've got brother. Look, look. Ma- man went in on this, yeah. All right, episode two. I love you. I love this. Thank this you very is, much. this is. I think this is the most prep that a guest has ever done. Thank oh, you, thank you very much. Right, so it's almost like you do a show, and yeah. you know. I don't do way less prep for my show <laughs> than I do for this. I just sort of go in and wing it. You know, we yeah. come in. There's nothing going on, right? So first episode, he's trying to have sex with his wife. His wife doesn't want to have sex. Yeah. He comes in the next morning at work. He's all pissed off. How does everyone at work, or instantly, this is the kind of thing that's bullshit, right? Because it's, if you don't explain it, Mm -hmm. it's not real. Once it's not real, it's not funny. Okay. Why do they instantly, he comes in, he's a little bit angry. They're like, ha, you ain't fuck your wife. Because it's a sitcom, and that's what happens in sitcoms, dude. There's what? No, that's what happens in bad sitcoms. Just assuming characters, look, Every, everything when you write, so I used to write, I, I once wrote a short film that had a positive review in The Guardian. Oh, The much. Guardian. The oh. Guardian. I won an audience award at a festival. Look, I know writing. <laughs> once your characters don't have a reason to do the things they do, then then they are bullshit source. But oh. then they put, but then, like, if they've, we kind of like, we kind of know as an, as an audience, it's kind of not necessarily established, but we're made to kind of believe that they, the fact the the people who work in the mecha- at the at the mechanic shop, well, yeah. at the repair shop, 
they've been working there for years, as has my Kepsis as as has my Kepsis character. Yeah. So they kind of know each other's in. They know each other ins ins. Yeah. They know each other's ins and outs. So they probably know what the sex life is like because they talk shop, right? Let me, let me role play with me, if you will. Yeah. Go on. Right. You are you are my Kepsis and you're you're mad and I'm Doc or the other fella. Yeah. Right. Say something angry. Man, my wife didn't want to give me none that night. Well, no, so that's the thing. Th- that would have even been great. That would have even been great because it would have fucking addressed the issue. Man, wait, wait, on. I said, no, let's, like, go, let's, go, let's go back, let's go back, let's go back. Let's go oh, back. this customer pissed me off. Uh, man, man, I ain't talking none of y'all. <laughs> I ain't talking none of y'all. Oh, 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 we know you ain't had sex. And then you would say something along the lines of, how you know? And I would say, how you know? Listen, you every time you try to have sex and you ain't have no sex, you come in here and try to talk shit to me. <laughs> like I don't fucking know. Here's an idea. That's explained something. That is a, a bit of dialogue, and you could write it way better than we role-played it. Takes two seconds, makes the shit more real, got an actual joke in it. And the beauty of it, you've seen the... What's the fucking thing with Emma Stone and Jonah Hill? Maniac. I've not seen Maniac. Maniac's, Maniac's good, but the beauty of it is it uses... And this is another thing, don't... It uses Netflix for what it's for. Some episodes are 40-something minutes. Some episodes are 20 minutes. Some episodes are 30 minutes, right? Yeah. This is a show that is made for Netflix. If you go over by 10 seconds because you used a little bit of exposition as a joke... That's you fine. Make exposition a joke, that would be wonderful. What's not wonderful is fucking hopping and making assumptions. The world doesn't feel real. It fit like... The best comedy immerses you mm-hmm. and you believe in them as characters and, and it's, a, it's a sense of reality because jokes aren't funny when it's not real if that yeah. makes sense that's why look you know comedians will come in and, and tell stories that have happened to their mates as a story that happened to them very famous with uh, Burt Kreischer and I can't remember the other comedian but the time we met Tracy Tracy Morgan yeah. just because the other guy had a good Tracy Morgan impression right why, why do you tell it as though it happened to you because it makes it feel more real and it makes it establish a connection once something is real and grounded in reality, once you reverse things and put them on their head, that's a joke. Mm. If it never felt real in the first place, what tension are you building up? To, to, to release a punchline, what tension are you building up? You're not. So once you make a thing feel real, if you don't make a thing feel real, the stakes aren't there, and therefore it's not as funny when something happens. I'm not as invested when, when something's going to go wrong because I'm not invested in these characters because they feel like actors doing a show. Mm. You feel invested... And it's, it's down to little things like that. It's, it's my school of writing. Uh, come to the masterclass. I don't know if I'll quit. It'll just be me ranting at you. <laughs> everything should feel real. Every, yeah. Everything should have a reason and a purpose. And I feel like that joke in particular was like a... And I didn't note down all of them, but it's a highlight for me in that show where some things are just... Okay, we'll move to this, and this happened. Why? Because. And I never liked that in a show or in a film. Why did something happen? Because it did. Well, that's not that's now taking me out. That's not real. There's a reason for things happening. For almost everything that happens in the, in, in 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 like society, there is a reason. Some things are like the universe. Oh my god, it's vast and fucking random. Mm. People's interactions with each other have meaning and have purpose and have a story and have a reason. And this show doesn't have that. Think of the best shows you've seen. I'm loving this. Yeah, carry on. Yeah, carry on. But think of the best shows you've seen. The characters feel real. Like this show. Yeah, well, yeah <laughs> my name, my name's, uh, I can't think of an alias, Anthony Roussel. I used that as an alias for my graduation film because I thought it was shit and it was, you ever play football manager? Um, I'm not, my brother has though. Once the players fucking retire, they make new players 
and Anthony Roussel was the captain of my team, and I was so embarrassed by the film. They were meant to show it at the uh, the BFI, uh, and I was so embarrassed by the film. It was a nightmare. I could talk about that for ages, and I won't. Don't worry. Let's talk so, about that on your show, though. Yeah. It was so shit that uh, I insisted that we used copyrighted music that we didn't clear so that we couldn't show it for everyone at the BFI. And wow. I used the pen name of Anthony Roussel. So I'm Anthony Roussel. I'm playing a character of Ollie on ah. the show. But yeah, I, I think realism's important. I think this lacks realism. And once you lack realism... Look, 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 at the, look at the fucking Fresh Prince. Things happen for a reason. You invest in the characters mm. because everything they do has a reason and a purpose and they feel like real characters. They don't feel... Will Smith doesn't feel like Will Smith. Mm. He feels like the Fresh Prince. He feels like a different character. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like because in that moment, he, in that at that point in time, he was the Fresh, he was the fresh Prince because he was kind of transitioning from... Um, DJ Judge Jeff and the Fresh Prince to just being Will Smith, the rapper slash actor. Mm. So I think, in that sense, he he felt like the character that he portrayed on stage slash on CD and on records. Think of, and this is another thing, just a quick thing. Think of how we've referred to the actors in this show. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna go, I'm gonna use it again. When I say it's always sunny in Philadelphia, I know that they're mostly their real names, right? Yeah. I'm not going to call D Caitlin Olsen because I'm invested in the character of D. We haven't used the character's names apart from Duck because I don't know the actor's name once. Why? Why? It's because we're not invested in the characters. <laughs> think of think of it. Would you say you're talking about The Office and you're talking about what the main character in The Office does? Are you calling him Ricky Gervais or are you calling him David Brent? David Brent. Because you've invested in the character and the realism of it. What is Mike Epps' character called? Mr. Upshaw. What's his name? <laughs> How many? How much of it have you watched as well? By the way, I've watched about. I've watched nearly the whole first series. Okay, what's his name? Name the characters. It's, whole, it's one series. It's very. It's. I can't remember. I, as I said, it's can't. And this isn't to try and like embarrass you or anything. No, it's fine. No, it's to fine. try and highlight something, right? We don't know the names of the characters because they don't do anything that make us fucking invest in them. That's kind of true. Do you like Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I do like it, but again, I haven't seen that much of it. Do you know the characters' names? Yeah, because they're the actors' names. That's a bit. Of, Okay, you know The Office? Yeah. You know all the characters' names? Most of them. Then you're not calling her Lucy, you're <laughs> calling her Dawn. You're not calling him Ricky Gervais, you're calling him Brent. Yeah. Because we invest in things. Uh, what, what, Cheers? Are you calling people, are you, are you calling people by their, you saying Sam and Diane, are you saying fucking uh, Ted Danson and whatever the other ladies No, name? obviously, you're saying, you're saying Sam and Diane. And even, and I hate the show, it's not, not your show, Friends. Yeah. yeah. I hate the show. You're not calling them by the actors' names, even in one series, because as much as I don't like the show for various reasons, they invest and they make it real. Yeah, friends make it real. Things happen for reasons there, and they go at great pains to explain them. Because you make it real, you're not going to call. You don't say, "Oh," and then Jennifer Aniston did this. You say Rachel. Yeah, because because you're invested in caring the character. That's true. And I think because we don't, for me, because I they didn't make any effort to have you invest in those characters. Uh Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you up on that. I think I personally think that when I I think that a reason the reason I probably don't know I don't know the characters' names is because yeah I'm more invested in the people selling the jokes than the actual characters themselves. So isn't that a bad sitcom? No, not necessarily. Do you not think a sitcom is is to for, to have you invest in characters? Otherwise, you can go watch them do stand up. I mean, it depends on the, it depends the it, dep it depends on the type of sitcom. I think it is though. But you know, like the, the Netflix show, the character, so you can go and do that because you, it's it's a it's a, like you're invested in the people and you're not invested in mm. the story because ultimately every joke is a story, mm. every episode is a story. No one cares about it. We don't care about that. That's not that takes a back seat. 
Do you not think in a show, if the actors take a back seat to the plot, to the jokes, yeah, as a sitcom it's bad, but you can you can say individual performances are good. Because I think each one of the like the three we're gonna call them the, the three, three the three yeah, the three major. Yeah. They're brilliant. And they are doing the best they can with a very, very I'm gonna say me, like less than mediocre, a bad script. And they do as well as they can. And like, this is no insult. It's to whoever the fuck wrote it. Mm. Wanda Sykes bursts off the screen. Mike yeah. Epps, very funny. I don't know the lady's name. Kim Fields. Kim Fields, funny. She's, she, she does a great job. She comes off the screen, right? The jokes don't. I, I have written, I've got notes. I've got two jokes that stood out to me. In three, that's an hour and a half. Go on then. Two jokes, okay. The first one, I, I'm not going to have it verbatim, right? But the first one was in the... Uh, second episode, or also I've written uh, in episode two, cameo by the senator with AIDS in House that I think was supposed to be a Barack Obama analog. Yeah. Do you remember that? Do you remember yeah. that episode? Yeah, I remember. Good. So the, the best joke of the show is uh, when his kid from his baby mum comes over and he's, he's going to make food, right? And he's like, uh, oh, rich, rich, you don't cook in this part, like the rich part of town? He's like, we're not rich. And he's like, when you have pasta, what sauce do you use? And he's like, I don't know, it comes in a jar. And that's like, rich. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, well, that's rich. Best joke of that. But that's one joke. Yeah. And then in the third episode, hold on, I've got another joke of the show. Uh, yeah, that was it. You are too big to walk soft. That's it. <laughs> that's a phenomenal line, right? Yeah. That, that's an hour and a half. And I, honestly, I promise you, I watched them twice. And I'm searching for jokes because I want it to be good. Genuinely, I want the hurt in your eyes. The, the the pain in your eyes right now is amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like the, I, when I watch something, I want to enjoy it. I don't want to. I'm not a hate watch person unless Horn and Corden, me and my best mate used to. When that was on, we'd we'd watch it on the phone together and talk about how f- fucking dreadful it was. It was awful, though. But I would hate watch that. I'm not normally a hate watcher. I've got a question. Yes, sir. Um, there's something I ask everyone. Absolutely. Um, so. If Netflix gave you $100 million, right? Yeah. But the caveat being, you have to remake the Upshaws. Yeah. How would you do it? I would drop the family vibe of the show. I wouldn't make it three camera anymore. Okay. I'd drop the family vibe of the show. I'd make things uh, more gritty. You have a son who is a delinquent, right? I'd make that more serious. Um, I don't know if I'd keep the same act. I'd probably recast everything, right? You'd, you'd, you'd find actors that would, that would suit for the role. Um, and I think I would make the language used consistent with the uh, mood of the show. Mm. Um, I would have better jokes. <laughs> and look, I'm not even necessarily saying I'll write them, right? But like, if you're head of the show, you can audition writers. You can find writers that are yeah. very funny. I'd have better writers. Um, I'd, I'd have a better child cast. That's, uh, yeah, that's fair. And my main thing is is tonally. I would, I would, the, the, the. the the criminal guy comes in with his Mustang. By the way, the fucking Mustang gets stolen or whatever. Yeah. Ha- and he only cares about his secret compartment, which presumably they can't say, but it's drugs, money, yeah, drugs, like that, yeah, right? Yeah. How the fuck? He- <laughs> no. He- he's like, oh, my secret compartment's here. And he just fucking walks away. Yeah. Do you- who the fuck just walks away and goes, no, I'm chill when you lose a whole ass fucking Mustang? That's that, like. No, that lost me. I'm not going to lie, that bit, that lost me a little bit. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. It's stupid because they don't care. There's nothing written in caps. I would, I would make, I would try and invest people in the characters. I would have everything make sense and have there be a reason for why people are, are saying what they are saying or why people know information that they know. I, I would try and connect all of those. I think that's what makes a great sitcom. Once you can believe in it and make it real, yeah. rewrite it. 
You'd rewrite. I'd rewrite it, and I'd get rid of the canned laughter. I know it's not canned, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I would shoot it completely differently. So you'd, do a single, you'd be single camera. Yeah. Kind of like. Yeah. And more, not so much the office, but maybe more along the lines of. Sunny, the league. Yeah. Uh, things along those lines. I'd, I'd have single camera, and I think that, that gives an organic place for jokes to breathe and for the audience to go, yes, now this is funny, and I have chosen that this is funny. I don't need walking along, which is which is why they have. Uh, we we, talk, we I say laugh track. You say studio audience. Yeah. Why they have a separate thing in their editing thing for laughter. Yeah. There is a reason for that, and the reason for that is to guide you into what joke is funny and what isn't. Something that I don't appreciate in sitcoms. I understand it and I understand the reason for it. It is mostly used in broad appeal sitcoms. Yeah. By the way. And I think because they're they're hiding behind the fact that things are kind of mediocre, and if you don't give an audience a signal to laugh, they won't laugh. Hmm. Uh, so I'd I'd get rid of that for sure, uh, and I would try to hire someone to write it better. Uh, yeah, that that's the main way in which I'd do it. Cool, All right, Ollie. I think we've come to the. How long have we done, Brian? We're on fifty-three minutes. Fifty-three minutes. All right, Ollie. Could you turn to that camera, please? And Hello. Can you promote your stuff? I will try to. Yes, baby. Right, I fucking fumbled my way in life into a radio show. Right, I'm not. I'm all right at it. I'm not. It's not going to sound professional. Every mon- no Monday's the old one. Every look, and I know this is the fucking hard thing, right? And I'm sorry to everyone. It's at eight a.m. in the morning. I know you've gone out on fucking Friday, right? You've got two options: do a hangover thing with me, and it will be fun, right? Or just don't sleep. <laughs> but Saturday, you're not fucking working, are you? Eight a.m. till eight. 8am to 10am on a Saturday. On Saturday. The mon- it's the mon- it's a Monday morning brunch with, <laughs> on- with, Ollie and- with Ollie and friends. Sometimes I'm the friend. And it's from 8am on to 10am on, a, sa- on, on a Saturday. On Flex, uh, Flex FM, which is 101.4 FM. You can also find it on your Echo. I can say Alexa. Wait, yeah. wait Alexa, play Flex FM. If they're listening on speakers, they might catch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can go to flexfm.co.uk to listen live. If you want to listen back to previous shows, it is uh, flexfm.co.uk forward slash podcast forward slash Ollie. Um, you're going you're gonna to have my music. Sorry about that. Sometimes you won't like it. Uh, I also think you picked the Upshaws because I beat you in the song battle. <laughs> so you just tried to give me something I'd hate. Uh, sometimes we do like these song battle things. You pick a fucking topic, a theme, and it's like, oh, who's going to win? Uh, I reckon it's uh, genuinely, I don't think anyone from Flex is going to listen. I think it's the best thing on the station. I and think like, it's a very, I think it's a very, I think it's a very good bet. Can I can I also say like I really need to stress this because this is going to go out to people that have never met me before, right? Mm. Um, I hate myself. This is what so <laughs> no because otherwise it's going to seem like I'm a, like a, I'm an arrogant piece of shit, right? I I truly hate myself. I don't like it. Oh fuck this! I genuinely think that I make a, a really good and really funny show. Um, it's the one thing I have, right? Just come and listen. Flex FM, 101.4 FM, Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Or flexfm.co.uk, you can listen live. Or, oh, wait, I know that. WhatsApp in on 07888941014. I can do radio voice. Yeah. Uh, it's like the music's going to be what it is. Uh, I like punk music. I like funk music. Most of your unks. And a little bit of hip-hop occasionally. Yeah, hip yeah. Oh, just, just fucking Ofcom, you can't say anything. And American censorship, they can say arse or ass. We can't say it here. Mm. No, you know, off, just quickly, Ofcom don't give you real guidelines. They're just like, try and avoid using this. <laughs> and, and what words? <laughs> Nebulous. <laughs> I don't even know I want to play cocaine by Eric Clapton. I don't even know I'm fucking allowed. 
Can't even reference drugs. We had an issue last week. You picked a couple songs and I was going through them and I was like, they said MDMA. And I don't even know if I'm not allowed to say MDMA. No and they said cra- and uh, Rakim said crack cocaine. And, they said cra- and I don't know if I'm not allowed to say it, but I'm not going to fucking say it on the radio. I've no. had two Ofcom complaints already. Well, all the best ones have. My brother said fuck. He's never been on the show again. And uh, another one, he got dismissed. I got done in for saying the elf on the shelf wasn't real because I got moved to Saturdays and I have fucking kids listening. And I, the, the ironic thing is, listeners, by the way, or viewers, this guy a video? Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna hate watch this myself. Um, the other thing is, I spent the whole, the gag was, I spent the whole fucking show talking about how I am Father Christmas's good friend, <laughs> how, like, I'm playing the bit so fucking straight. And all I say is, Elf on the Shelf is a new invention, it's fucking dumb. <laughs> He's not real, Father Christmas is. I got an Ofcom complaint for that. Huh. For telling the kid that this fucking st- the statue isn't real, and here's the thing: you don't see Father Christmas, so you know that he's real, right? You know he is because you don't see him. Once you introduce a thing that is very clearly not animate, it it's is inanimate. Real. It's not real. It's a fucking Toy Story. Shut up. Sorry, dude. It's been absolutely wonderful having you on. Thank man. you so much, G. Ah, Brian. Thank you for thank you for producing as always. Well. Thank no, you thank ever you so much. much, Brian. All right. I'll see you next time, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'll see you on Saturday. See you Saturday. <laughs> that was fun, man. Thank you.